Welcome to CBJ in 30, the official podcast of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's Bob McElligot. Well, as we head into the summer, like really officially the hockey summer right now, because the draft is over, the development camp is over. So now we're really just getting into what's going to be a slow time, or maybe it won't be a slow time. Maybe it won't. And I say that because normally it gets very slow after development camp. But yesterday, after the final games were over, Yarmo Kekalainen made the comment that we're not going on summer vacation anytime soon because all the teams in the NHL are capped out and his teams continue to look to make moves. Well, it may take a little bit of time. So we'll see. Maybe it's going to be the quiet time. Maybe it isn't. But I thought that I owed you one last get-together before we get into what could be the quiet time of summer in the National Hockey League. And I will tell you something right now. This will be a CBJ in 30. I've been joking with a lot of people lately, and I've been saying we've got to change the name of the show, and I still think we should. I still think we will, and there's a very good reason for it. The joke is it's never done in 30 minutes. It's never done. It's been going 45, 60, like sometimes the Monday mailbags were going two hours on this thing. So the joke is it's not done in 30 minutes. Today, I tell you this show will be done in 30 minutes. I promise you that. And it's very simple why I can make you that promise. Because what I want to run for you today is a couple of interviews that I've done in the last week or so. And they are with two people that are going to be very instrumental to the success of the Blue Jackets this upcoming season. One of those is Adam Fantilli, who was the third overall pick in the draft last week. He's going to be important. He's going to make this team out of training camp. He is going to make his National Hockey League debut, and he has the talent that can make you better immediately. So we'll hear from Adam Fantilli, but first, you're going to hear from the Blue Jackets' new head coach, Mike Babcock. Such a weird situation where Babcock's hiring got put out there about three weeks before he was done with his contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs couldn't come to any agreement as far as uh, compensation for that final three to four weeks of the contract. So the Blue Jackets decided just to let it ride out. And so they didn't hire Mike Babcock officially until July the 1st. Well, of course, that was just a couple of days ago on Saturday. And when he came into Nationwide Arena, I got a chance to be the first one to sit down and talk with Mike Babcock. And here's what he had to say. Welcome back to Nationwide Arena, where you've been quite a few times as a member of the coaching staff. So, well, you were in Anaheim, you were in Detroit, you were in Toronto, and now you're here. How good does it feel for you to get back into the NHL head coaching ranks? Well, I think it's just uh, obviously a special, special league I've been a coach my whole life. It's been a lot of fun. I got to tell you, the last three and a half years have been a gift from God, though, uh, to be around my family, to get to do what I did, coaching college hockey, all the things I love to do. And, you know, I got a history here in Ohio and always love the people here. There's great fans in this building, as you know, so it'll be fun. What happened? Your family said three and a half years is enough. You got to go back to work or what? Well, you know what? It's, it's just one of those things, the way it worked. Uh, you know, we thought we were going back to work right away, and then my wife and I got having so much fun. And then, you know, I worked at the University of Vermont. I worked at the University of Saskatchewan. 
that was pure joy for me, being around the young guys and that. I got to coach with my son. And then I uh, wanted to get away from the University of Saskatchewan so my son and the coach could grow. So uh, we took this year off, and now here we are. All right, well, let's just start right there, because when you left the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, there was a, a little bit of controversy there about the, the younger players and what was going on. And then, as you, you just said, you wind up coaching college hockey. So you go to somewhat younger players, as a matter of fact here. What have you learned in your time away from the game in today's athlete and the coaching techniques and all those things? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I think in life in general, uh, as if you're not going like this, you're not getting better, you have no chance. Uh, the other thing about it is anytime you look back, you're always trying to improve who you are. But my biggest thing is my kids are 30, 28, 26. They're all adults in my family. There's five opinions. I've heard over the last three and a half years more times than not, Dad, you can't say that. Dad, you can't do that. Like, I've been around them a ton, and it's been a lot of fun. Going to the University of Vermont, uh, Woody got me to go with him there. Just being around the kids and learning so much from them was special. And then, you know, I got to go home. I, I grew up in Saskatchewan. I got to go home. I was two blocks from my sister's, uh, two minutes till the rink. It was a lot of fun, and the guys were spectacular. You know, they're, they're basically 20-year-old guys who have finished major junior, and they're going to college and making something of themselves, and you get to be involved in their life pretty special. Tell me why the Columbus Blue Jackets when it came down to it what do you like about this organization what makes you excited about being the head coach here well uh, a couple things uh, Yarmo I've known for 25 years JD I've known forever Basil I've known forever I know Ohio uh, you know I got property in Ohio I was in Cincy I loved it there I love the people uh, works out good with my life but the bottom line is, is I believe you have a team here that is getting ready to take off. You have good young players that need guidance. But without my relationship with senior management, I'd never be here. As you look at this roster, and this roster has changed quite a bit here over the last three weeks, much for the better. Uh, what do you like about what you see, and especially what Yarma was able to do with the defense and getting some guys that have experience and some size? Well, obviously... It, you know, the players we've acquired, uh, we thought were important. To, you know, all you got to do is watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can't win without D. You can't win without Big D uh, to see that. But then you look at the draft and what happened in the draft. That's a special in itself. But there's a bunch of kids here. But the bottom line is we got a whole bunch of players here who can be way better. And they're going to be way better. And uh, so we're excited about that. We think we have the makings of going in the right direction. And, and that's what ex excites me as a coach. I mean, it's two hours and 45 minutes from my house in Michigan. I lived there for 19 years, pretty special. 90 minutes to the farm. we got a good young team. Should be a lot of fun. How excited were you to see Adam Fantilli become available for the Blue Jackets in the first round? Well, I don't know if you can quite imagine. You know, the whole game, I mean, obviously goaltending D, but you need centers and you need people who can drive play and you need people who can play 200 feet and guys who compete and work. And now he's a young man. He's growing. Um, it's going to take him time, um, but there's something there to work with. But there's a lot of kids with lots to work with. So we just got to get them organized and going in the right direction and feeling good about themselves. And so by adding the D, we added... That really helps. It helps the goalie be the goalie. It helps the forwards have the puck. It just makes things a lot better. I think 
you know, you have the start of something here, and it's always nice to be involved in the start. And when you're talking about young guys in, in the things that you're saying, structure is a good word, right? I mean, you, there's going to be structure in getting them to operate within that structure and make them better as a group. Well, I think, you know, you got 23 guys on your team, and so there's 23 different ways to coach them. Everybody's different. You got to figure everybody out and what they think they're best at, but also what you can help them be better at. So you got to get to know all the individuals, and then you got to put them together in, in a package that works. Now, the best players in the world, you know, they want to be creative, but they want to know where the other people are going to be on the ice or else they can't be creative. You're bumping into each other. So you got to be organized. So when you look at Vegas, big, deep down the middle, deep on D, good in net, men, well-organized. Well, it's something to be proud of. Everybody wants to have success and win, and, and we feel we have a chance here to get better. So I'm excited about it. And in the past, you played a puck possession style of game, uh, with, and you like to play the game fast. And when you look at the forwards on this team, I would think that you like what you see there too. Well, I just think, uh, you know, when you talk about puck possession, that's a great thing to say. Like when you work harder and you're on it more, you have it more. And when you have it more, you win. And so that's a positive thing. Uh, puck possession, I mean, without great D, you have a hard time doing it. But you got to work hard. You got to play 200 feet. I don't care how much skill you have. You got to work. And when you play five guys together and you work hard, you compete hard, you have a chance to be successful. You know, the games are, in my opinion, just like exams. If you study hard for the exam, you go in there, you're confident, you normally do well. If you don't put in the work first, you don't do that well. So you're not going to be cramming. You're not encouraging cramming. <laughs> no, I, I guess what I'm encouraging is is there's lots of time before the season starts, so let's do a real good job as a medical science team here and let's evaluate the people we have and let's get them with the right strength people. Let's get them eating right. Let's get them doing everything right. When you put in the work, you have a chance to be successful. And I think that's all you can really ask for. When you don't put in the work, you're going to be disappointed every time. So, you know, I'm a big believer in getting prepared and being ready for the opportunity when it comes. We have a great opportunity, so that means I put in the work to make it happen. You just mentioned eating right, and you've talked about your connections in Ohio. Uh, you were in Cincinnati as the head coach of the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks at the time, and yet you used to make an excuse to come to Columbus as much as you could, and part of that had to do with food, didn't it? Well, you know, uh, so Dave King was the head coach here, and, and I played for King here at the University of Saskatchewan 100 years ago, and so I knew who am. It was two hours away. We didn't play on Tuesdays or whatever night they played. Maybe it was Wednesday. But I don't know if you know how good the pregame meal was here in the media room. Like, it was outstanding. If you're in the minors, it was out of control good. So I'd come up here, have the meal, meet people, probably talk to Kinger, watch the game, and then drive home. It was a pretty good gig. Much better than the sub on the bus postgame in the American League. A little different program. I couldn't believe in the American League when you get the menu and you circle the thing. But first thing you do, how much does that cost? Oh, $7. That's for me. No, it was a little different program in the National League. Absolutely. And that was going to be a lot different for you being here on a daily basis. Uh, thanks for taking some time for me today. Really appreciate that and can't wait to work with you throughout the year. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you. Mike Babcock, the new head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, a couple of things stood out to me during that interview. First and foremost, other than Adam Fantilli, because I asked him directly about Fantilli, and he didn't talk about anybody else specifically. He talked in generalities. And even when it came to Fantilli, he just said he's a young man, 
big body. You've got to have a center. You want people to drive the play, all that stuff. So he was, he was very generic in that. And when I asked him about the forwards, he didn't say anything about Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine. With the defense, he didn't mention Provorov, Severson. He just talked in generalities. And why is that? Well, I think part of the reason it is is because I did that interview with him when he first came in before he had talked to any players. And I just get, this is my personal opinion. I get the impression that he didn't want to be saying anything about anybody specifically with the chance that they hear what he said about them, you know, personally. He wanted to speak in generalities because when he talks to each player individually, which he's had time now, now that he's officially the head coach, now he can reach out on a one-to-one basis with everybody. I think he wanted to do that first. I think he wanted to talk to every player, you know, see where they are, let them know where he is, and that's obviously very smart. This guy is not a Hall of Fame coach because he's dumb, okay? He is very smart. He is a tactician in-game. I liked what he said about comparing, you know, being ready for a game as to being ready for an exam. If you study, you go in confident, and you're ready to go. And I do think that's a little bit different than the John Tortorella approach. They're they're similar. I mean, they're both old school guys. You can hear the similarities in the way they speak about structure, accountability, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, Torts always used to say, we can't overload them with too much information. Mike Babcock says, we're going to give them a lot of information. It's going to be up to them to do the work, to be prepared. Take that information, sort through it, make sure that you're ready for that night's opponent based upon the information that we have given you. So it's a little different approach there, I think. Maybe, maybe not different. Maybe it's maybe it's the same approach. It's just done in a different way, but whatever the case. The other thing I thought was interesting was when he talked about Uh, Well, he was talking about that, and he was talking about being prepared, and then he said, we're going to talk to the medical people to make sure that everybody is eating right, sleeping right, all that stuff. Interesting, too, because he also knows he's taking over a team that had a ton of injuries last year, and yes, some of those were freak injuries. The Zach Wierenski thing, that was a freak injury. Justin Danforth, that was a freak injury. Gus Nyquist, when he got knocked out, that was a freak injury. But there are some other things that were possibly preventable. And I think that's what he's looking at right there. So he wants to make sure he's on the same page with his medical people so that uh, they can stay away from those types of injuries throughout the course of the year. And I also, I I thought of this when I was doing the interview, but as I listened back to it, I, I tried to give him a couple of shots to see how he would react to it. And it was fine, but it was our first conversation together not our first one, but I told him when he first came in, I said, you'll never remember the first interview I did with you, but it was in the coach's office at the Cincinnati Gardens when you used to coach the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks. And I remember going in there. Look, in the American Hockey League, you're just looking to fill time with interviews. And you get tired of talking to your own players and your own coaches, and sometimes you go somewhere and, and you just talk to somebody on the other side. Give me a different perspective. Give me a different voice. Give me a different person. And I remember going into his office, and at that time it wasn't really – intimidating um you know it probably would have been more so early in his coaching career you know for me now I I I have worried zero 
about this man being the head coach of this team. All I am worried about is this team winning, and I think it will win more with him being the head coach. But personally, like when he first got announced, quote-unquote announced, when it started, the rumors were going around he was going to be here, I had a lot of people texting me, you know, uh, good luck with that. Uh, that should be fun. This Look, I spent so much time worried about John Tortorella when he came here and how I would be able to handle him, and it turned out to be six great years, quite frankly. And you know that. You listened to the interviews I did with him. They were so fun. They were awesome in the fact that he would just open up. And this gets back to my original point here. I gave Babcock a, a couple of shots there. And, you know, he just reacted like, he reacted fine, but it, just normal normal media reaction. So I'm trying to figure out if I'll be able to develop that torch-like relationship with him or if he's just a different kind of guy. And I look forward to finding that out by going through the season and talking to him more and more. So that's Mike Babcock, the new head coach of the Blue Jackets, with development camp just wrapping up this week, and uh, Adam Fantilli standing out in the camp. I mean, if you were at the Chiller North and you watched any of the skating, Adam Fantilli was a man amongst boys, and yet he is a boy at 18 years old. But he was just, he's bigger and, quite frankly, more talented than the other guys that were on the ice throughout the course of the week. No offense to anybody else that was out there. Everybody has their strengths, but Adam Fantilli, he really stood out in that camp. That's why I can't wait to see him in the real camp that is coming up in September when he goes head-to-head with NHL players. But as camp wrapped up, I had a chance to catch up with Adam as he was on his way out the door from Nationwide Arena. Can you believe that that was just over a week ago? You know, they say time flies. You've been drafted. You signed a pro contract, and now you've gone through a development camp already. What's it feel like? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, uh, I couldn't be more excited to be here. I'm, I'm so happy that I'm here, and yeah, I'm so excited that I was able to go through that with, with my family and with all my close friends and everybody that's helped me get to where I'm at. So going through all that with them at the draft and then coming here and spending a, a great week in Columbus was so much fun. When you got drafted, you said how happy you were that Columbus actually was the, the choice for you, that they chose you, that, that you were there for them to take. And it seemed like that happiness just spilled over from one day to the next for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys might have seen that video that I recorded back in, in April or whatever. And I, uh, I I thought this would be the best fit for me. And, and I, I could not be more ecstatic that I'm here. I remember talking to you the night you were drafted. And at that time, you said, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to school at Michigan or if I'm going to turn pro. We talked to Yarmo Kekalainen about an hour later, and he said, we think he's ready to turn pro. We're going to work on him. And lo and behold, couple of days later you were signing your first ever pro contract was there a lot of discussion that went into it to make that decision yeah like I said uh for that decision to happen I needed to talk to the people closest to me and, and obviously the, the team needed to have the right feel for for me to come in so uh, I had those conversations pretty quickly and, and I think we got the feeling that that it would be the right call pretty pretty quick and we uh we wanted to put pen to paper as as, as fast as possible so I thought we did that and I got that out of the way, and now we can just focus on next season. One thing I was really impressed by is that you said that one of the first things you did was called your coach in Michigan. You talked to him. You talked to your former teammates. You let everybody know so that they weren't finding out secondhand you wanted it all to come from you. Yeah, I think uh, my coach helped me so much, and I respect him so much as a man and as a coach and everything he's done for me. So I, I wanted to give him the respect of, of letting him know before anything at the media, and I, uh, I had a long, heartfelt conversation with him and, and thanked him for everything that he did for me. And and right after that, I sent a, a pretty long text into our team group chat, thanking them for everything and and uh, wishing them the best of luck for next season. So um, I wanted to show them the respect they showed me all season, and, and I thought I was able to do that. So 
I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season, but I'm always going to cherish playing there last year. You've been in a lot of different camps in your life to this point. Uh, whether it's been in college, uh, you were just at the World Championships for Canada, and now you come into this development camp. Did you notice things that were different just about this one being your first opportunity to do this as a pro? Yeah, obviously it was really, really cool to to be here and go through with Brindley. And then he sat beside me in the locker room and we were pulling the jersey over for the first time, putting on NHL gear for the first time. And it was really, really cool. I think uh, comparing it to the World Championships might be a little bit different because uh, those are all established NHL guys that have, that have played quite a few games. So uh, there I was, I was just trying to fit in and be the best version of myself. And here uh, I'm just trying to get to know the guys that I may have never met. And uh, here I'm also trying to be the, the best version of myself I can be. And I thought we all had a lot of fun and we all learned a lot. Um, so it was, a, it was overall a great experience. I'm glad you mentioned Gavin Brindley because I wanted to ask you about him. Uh, he's your teammate at Michigan. He was your line mate at points, as a matter of fact. He got taken with the second round pick on day two of the draft. You were so happy you went down and gave him a big hug when he was on his way to the stage. What did it mean for you to be able to go through this experience with him overall? I mean, you come in, that's a comfort level thing for you right away because at least you know one guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a few guys here that were familiar faces that I, that I would have known from before. And I was sitting on the side on the floor there waiting for him to get drafted and, and depending on whatever team it would have been I still would have ran out to him and gave him that big hug and uh, the fact that it was here I, I kind of jumped out of my chair and my chair hit the wall and then people started to grab me because they didn't want me running over to his family right away so uh it was yeah I was definitely super excited and I know uh we're both super pumped to be here together and be going through all of it together so we uh we're both really really excited and um I, I could not be more happy that that he got drafted here and then we're going to spend at least a few years more together. What did you guys try to do when you had some downtime and some free time to get as acclimated as you can to the city in the short time that you're here for camp? Yeah, I mean, the, the crew brought us out to a game and, and we were able to watch that. And they were nice enough to, to let me go out on, on the field and flip the coin there and, and get to meet a few of the players, which is really, really cool. And, and uh, we got a nice warm welcome from all the fans there, which was awesome. And um, after that game, me and Brindley just jumped on those spin scooters and, and kind of ripped around the city a little bit just to get to see it and, and get a feel for it. And we, we were just saying to each other how gorgeous it is and, and how much nicer we it actually is than we, than we might have thought because obviously we never spent too much time in Columbus being from being from Michigan. So uh, we uh, we definitely loved getting to see the city and, and all the people have been phenomenal. So we're loving it. Well, you came in, a lot of the guys from your draft class were at this development camp and some guys from the year before. You kind of have an automatic tie, right? Like when you get drafted, in the same year as a lot of guys. Um, so how many guys were you able to get to know a little bit better during this camp? Quite a few. I mean, even guys that were drafted before this year, I got to know uh, uh, James Malatesta a little bit more. I got to know Jordan Dumais a little bit more, even though he was at World Junior Camps with me. I, I didn't get to know him as well as I would have liked to, and we hung out quite a bit here. I got to know Luca Pinelli a little bit more, and Dubbo Belouz is my uh, my roommate. So we had a pretty good group there, and, and all the other guys obviously getting to meet them and, and getting to be on the ice and be in the locker room with them. We had, we had so much fun. So... Uh, the group of guys here is, is amazing and could not be more happy. You talked about when you went to the World Championships that that's a group of established players, a lot of current former NHLers that are in that camp. When you come back here again in September, that's what you're going to be dealing with. You're going to be in that NHL camp. Um, how much do you look forward to that in competing in that one? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I watched you these last couple of days. I mean, you jump out. You stand out in that development camp. There's no question. With the talent that you have, now you're going to go in with established uh, NHL veterans. And how much is that just, uh, I know you want the break before you get to that point, some rest, but how excited are you? Obviously I'm super excited. I always want to be 
chasing the best version of myself as I can be, whether that's as a player, or as a person, and joining guys that are established NHL guys, guys that have played uh, quite a few hundred games in the NHL, and guys that have gone deep in the playoffs. So coming in here and trying to fit in and trying to be the best player I can be and, and try and acclimate with, with the guys in the locker room as best I can, I'm, I'm super excited, and I couldn't. I, uh, I'm just really excited to be able to meet them and, and get on the ice and, and get started. When you went through your uh, exit meeting from camp, were there any specific things that the Blue Jackets gave you that they wanted you to work on? Or are there any things that as you went through this camp, you're saying to yourself, you know what, by the time September rolls around, I want to be better at this, this, and this. I just think uh, getting better in all aspects. Obviously, I want to get back in the gym and, and get stronger and get faster and, and just get a little bit bigger uh, to, to be able to jump into a pro schedule there. But then on the ice, I, I just always want to make sure that every time the puck leaves my stick, it's, it's a positive play. It's either on one of my teammates' sticks and, and he can make a play or it's, it's going, to a, going to the net for a scoring shot. So I just want to be able to make sure that every time it leaves my stick, it's a positive play. Do you finally get some rest now? Yeah, just a little bit, a few days. A few days. What are your plans? What, what is next for you as you leave development camp? Uh, I'm jumping on a plane tomorrow to go see some family out in Prince Edward Island, and we're going to spend a few days there, go golfing a bit, and, and eat some lobster and mussels, and we're going to have some fun. And, and after that, I'm going to go back down to Plymouth and, and start training again. Well, it sounds like a well-deserved break for a guy that's been really busy these last couple of weeks, but it's a good busy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's been awesome. I, I, I've been having a blast ever since ever since we got to Nashville, so I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Adam, thank you very much. Uh, great to get a chance to sit and talk with you in this kind of a setting. Look forward to you coming back in September. Enjoy that time off, and we'll see you at training camp. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Is that kid really 18 years old? <laughs> I mean, for real. How well-spoken is he? How well does he present himself? Extremely well. He's going to be a star here for a long time. He's going to be a star on the ice. He's going to be a star off the ice. Again, some great things said in that conversation. I loved when he talked about concentrating on everything being a positive puck play when he's on the ice. Everything either being a good pass to set somebody up or being a good shot on net that is a scoring chance. Little things, but they mean so much. So that is Adam Fantilli. He made a lot of fans during development camp this week. Wait till September. Oh, boy. He's going to make a lot more fans here. So that is going to do it for today's edition of CBJ and 30. And again, we're going into the lull of the summer, perhaps. So here's what the plan is for this show. It's going to be by appointment for the rest of the summer. What that means is I don't have any schedule for it. However, if the Blue Jackets make a move of significance, or if there is something that we need to talk about, then we're going to talk about it. Whether it's Monday for a mailbag, whether we're doing a mailbag on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it doesn't matter. If something happens that is worth discussing, then I'm going to be here with you to discuss it. Otherwise, I want you to enjoy this time away because that's what it's for. This is where you really recharge the batteries, right? The players are recharging, the coaches are recharging, the management is recharging after they're, after they're done retooling with their trades and all that stuff. I get it. But this is the calm before the storm. Because the guys will start skating on their own here in the next couple of weeks. And then even more so into August and late August as we get close to training camp. And then that camp will open and then you know how it works from there. It's going to be eight preseason games. And before you know it, the Philadelphia Flyers will be at Nationwide Arena to open the season against the Blue Jackets. So enjoy this time. We will get to the good stuff eventually. And when we do, it's going to be fast and furious. So Take a breath, 
Enjoy your time away from the game. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy alone time. Whatever it is, whatever you do that makes you happy, that helps you to relax, go to your happy place, as uh, Adam Sandler said in Happy Gilmore. But he kind of yelled it at the ball to go to its happy place. I'm just going to say it very kindly to you. Go to your happy place and enjoy that happy place for the summer. And as I said, anything that happens that is worthwhile, I'll be right back here and we will talk about it. I promise you that because that's how we do it here. And you know that. Those of you that have been here for a long time, you already know that. For those of you that are just coming aboard, welcome. This is going to be a great ride. Mike Babcock said it. This is a team that is at the start of something. And who doesn't want to be there at the start? So if you know somebody that isn't there yet or somebody that, you know, maybe they're there's still a lot of people out there that are just like, well, I don't really know a lot about hockey. If you know any people like that, drag them in right now. Let them be there from the start because the cycle is now turning, right? You had that playoff cycle, then there was a downturn, and you feel like it's starting to uptick once again. The cycle is turning, so come in, be here for the start of it. Well, I promised you that this show would last 30 minutes or less. And I am holding true to my promise. So thank you again for being there throughout the entire season. Thanks for being here over these last couple of weeks and having some great discussions about the draft and the draft picks and the development camp and all that stuff. Again, listening by appointment only, go to bluejackets.com to stay tuned with the Blue Jackets. I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.